0: Welcome to the Safety Culture Chronicles. I'm Kat Harrison, and I've spent the last few years working alongside Suzette Woodward, Dane Wig, and others as part of the Sign Up to Safety Culture team. This is our new podcast series that explores the most important lessons we've learned since the campaign launched in 2014. We see this as our handover to you, so that what we've experienced and learned alongside our 550 members is not lost, but can be used and built on further by anyone who's committed to creating a strong safety culture where they work. Over this time, we've grown to understand that patient safety is about so much more than short-term projects and harm-specific activity, which is so often aimed at small, discrete groups of people. It's hugely affected by how each person in the system behaves towards each other, and is even directly related to whether or not we care for those who care for patients. We hope you find this series to be full of useful and practical information, and also a giant injection of hope and enthusiasm for the future of patient safety. We've come a long way, And there are many reasons to feel confident that the future looks kinder and focused on learning rather than blame.
1: So, welcome to episode five of Sign Up to Safety's um, podcast series. Um, Last time we spoke, we um, delved into kitchen tables and how we um, got to the point where we understood that how giving people an opportunity and a space to talk and and um, a bit of information about the importance of the environment that you're creating and. Um, the value in looking at how you're going about those conversations, um, um, and why that that, that mattered, and how we got to that place, and um, and a big part of what we saw as Kitchen Table Week went from the first year to the second year was the need to give people that permission again, you know, or encouragement to look at what works well as well as what might be going wrong or might need to stop, um, which we found in the first year of Kitchen Tables was was a really natural conversation that came up whereas what was a little less natural needed a bit of prodding was this focus on what worked well and that started to kind of really um that was a natural space for us that really chimed with us because right from the very 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 beginning of sign up safety we'd wanted to be positive we'd seen that there was a dearth of positivity really in safety as a whole there's a there's a lot of negativity in terms of naturally it's it's something that people you know, something going wrong is something that people want to avoid and it has a huge impact on on everyone involved. Um, and that's a very emotionally burdensome experience. Um, so it's not about making light of that. We never wanted to take away from the reality of what it means to people to work safely. But it is really important to remember that so much of the hard work that goes on and so much care and consideration actually results in in really good care really excellent care and there's a lot that people are doing well and, um, not, not, and that's not reflected in the attention
2: yeah another opportunity to celebrate it and be proud of it and you know and every year you created a you know rallying point you called it around the, the anniversary of the launch of the campaign and people so love that because they got to you know pride and there's just so much that they could just put up all the boards whatever they or, you know shout about their results and you know no one they it seemed like that was really unusual for them to be able to do that. They just grasped with it so. Yeah, quickly. I agree.
3: We had a number of initiatives, didn't we? Every birthday we'd have we had balloons one year with joy yeah, and thank you and thank you written on it. And so every birthday, our birthday, that twenty fourth of June if you 24th want to send us June. a card. Uh, <laughs> we 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 would mark that and we would ask everyone else to mark their own birthdays or share our birthday. Meaning that when they join the campaign and launch their Internal, of internal science safety work. And I think, so it's really interesting, isn't it? These little things. So we've got the early days of us going, we want to look and feel different. We want to be more positive than negative. We want to help people work on what matters to them. We want to be kind and respectful and value them and their experience. And we want to use all of that in the way we interact, the way we role model and the way we talk to people. And then we did these moments of joy and these moments of celebration And then we tried to explore even further what we what we were trying to achieve. So all of these little things along the way, we don't we didn't know. I mean, it's lovely looking back and going, Oh, see, if we planned that journey, that couldn't have been any better. It sort of made sense, (laughs) doesn't it, when we look back now we didn't know that. And I think that's the lovely thing about an emergent way of working, that it just it just feels right and and we, get, we got things wrong along the way and then we reflected on that and didn't do stuff and then moved on. And so I think when we get to the point post the last podcast that we talked about, the kitchen tables, I think we'd come to a point, as I think I mentioned, that there was a lot of things going on around us as well mm-hmm. that validated or reiterated or gave us the confidence to think we might actually be onto something. Um, and i think that's when i started to revisit for me this was a very deeply self reflecting process of looking at what has happened in the last 20 years in safety so i know that a lot of we we talk a lot about how our work applies over and above and way beyond safety. But there was something in me with my my world and I wanted to revisit some of that. And I think that's that's when I did find the world of Stephen Shorrock and Eric Holnegall and Jeffrey Braithwaite and others who were like really talking to me as a safety person that said there's a different way as well. So all of that kind of converged to, I think, kind of where we are now, which is where we believe very, very strongly, don't we, that it is so important to look at where we... We'll do well just as much as where we go wrong mm-hmm. and it's so important for us to really think about what kind of culture are we creating amongst people in terms of kindness or sadly the opposite to that the incivility that is in the it's NHS yeah. and the third thing which is that you coined so beautifully Kat which is let's just care for the people who care um, and those three things feel so resonant to today and to now and to what we'd like to continue to do over the last few months that we've got sign up to safety going Mm. it's strange
1: when you look back at it i think and see the thread because we talked about through line Mm. in earlier (laughs) episodes and we didn't purposefully think that making positivity part of our strategic direction would end up being a really Key nearly all of it part of yeah, yeah like a
2: really so, core part like definitely
1: foundation all. yeah it's strange isn't it because that and it's I, I think if we hadn't if we hadn't thought let's be different and what does different mean well that means not being really negative <laughs> and Absolutely. it means kind of you know i don't think being different. different
2: i don't i know what you mean by being different but we're not yeah I think we embody ourselves as people and this team mm. those things anyway so yeah. it wasn't for us like a leap of like oh what do we do i think we what, really what the point. journey for it was perhaps that we brought safety to us rather than we went down to safety and um, mm-hmm. you know we didn't. what we've arrived at is a kind of the sort of the people we are anyway so it makes sense but it took us a while to get to understand that that's where things are coming to anyway so yes, yeah i think that's that.
3: such an amazing point because i think that um in it uh intricately related to our work is how we have worked mm. uh, how we have worked as a team, how we've behaved with each other and how we behave with others, yeah. which has never felt um like a performance or never felt wrong and never felt like I'm acting or any of us are. That um and this is a bit harder in a way because um does that mean that if you're going to be successful in a positive type of campaign and that you want to look at a really different way of working in safety, that you have to be us? Um, no, you don't. But there is something about us that uniquely combined um, made a massive difference, I think. And that's I'm not trying to say how how amazing are we. It's uh, like saying there is something about our characteristics and our characters of that, we are naturally open and curious, we are naturally kind and respectful, and, and we value others. Um, and there is something about how do we nurture that in others and role model it. And if you are going to spout forth about all of this stuff, yeah. you truly have to be genuine and live it and be it. And I and people can tell if you're not. That's hmm. really
1: good point, hmm. as well. I think, yeah, both of those points are really important, I think, to highlight because it is about, um. I think all of this became possible to take these chances and to go this direction because we were in an environment where we could be open and have discussions. Mm. And I know it's definitely played to our strengths in terms of our characters, but you know, often people play a part at work, don't Mm. they? And I think what was really interesting about how we've operated together as a team is that that's not been necessary. Mm. That's actually been thoroughly put to one side or never really came up as a, as a problem you know it was always about you know taking time when we got together to actually ask how you are finding out about each other's lives caring about each other's lives again all things that people can do and actually make space for people to feel not just valued but actually validated so that their mm. viewpoint has a space and I think unless you let people feel like that you're never going to build on your own knowledge. There is
3: something crucial about really, truly, genuinely knowing the people who work for you. I remember I went to a conference and Jenny Middleton, who used to be the um, editor of the Nursing Times, she did a a session where she asked everyone in the room to write down in one column the people who worked for them, directly for them. Um, And then in another column, um, ask to write down um, uh, how many um, children did those people have. And then in another column, um, tell and write down what their interests were, and various things like this. And she, and then when she got the audience to feedback, she said, "Right, how many people could do the first? How could how many can list the names of the people oh, who no, work with you? Awesome. How many people can keep your hands up if you can do the second column? Keep your hands up if you can do the third column, and so on." You, the audience will, will be able to tell what I'm what I'm getting at is that she was basically saying, "How well do you know the people who work with you?" And as as each column went by, the hands kept going down. And by the end of so it, there really were only about four hands up. <clears throat> and so there are only four people in the room of about say 300, 400 who really, really knew their staff.
2: Yeah. Also yeah. About, as well. I mean, you know, all four of us have actually really individual strengths as well. It's not yes. we have the same I think we have no, by similar principles, but we all have very different strengths yes. and and weaknesses for lack of a better word, and things that we're not so good at and what we do is play to the strengths and don't make each other <coughs> do the you know, sometimes we have to but sometimes there's things that we're not best to do yeah and yeah it's not a square peg round hole sort of thing yeah we to sort sort of embracing embracing <laughs> individual individual person's strengths and totally uh, working with that mm. makes such a difference
3: mm. I think
1: reflecting on kind of you know maybe what made it easier for us to do that as well I think it's I think it comes back slightly to the luxury of time a little bit too yeah we've as been well. very, very lucky. We're looking, really lucky and i've, I've been thinking about kind of people who may be listening thinking oh well i'd love to do that but how do we do it when we mm. are moving from one ward to another <laughs> <laughs> with every shift or anything like that mm-hmm.
2: so agency staff yeah
1: like it's it's that's something that needs to be thought about a lot and sort of you know how can for me that's a really really great subject for a kitchen table somewhere (laughs) you know to actually ask that question of people how can we get make it easier for you to make the time to get to know each other and to have those moments of connection
3: yeah i remember going to an event um called joy and work um which was held by kaleidoscope they did an astonishingly clever clever day if you ever just have a look on their kaleidoscope um website they do some really really interesting different types of meetings we spell it out but we can never
1: But you're, yeah, you
3: can find links in our blogs and in our, on our website to kaleidoscope but they, i went to a whole day that they facilitated and they talked about what do we mean by joy in work, and what are the things that actually make people feel joy in work? And they were so lovely and simple. They were things right. like, you know, yeah, stuff, have lunch together, yeah. go out maybe once a month for a, for a, a meal with your colleagues. There was even there was one GP and she was saying how um, she was having a really bad morning. It was very very busy and she had some really sad cases that she was dealing with, and she felt really low. And, um, and an email pinged through to her because they're all sort of stuck in rooms sometimes, and an email pinged through onto her computer and it was a joke and it was a just sweet short simple joke and it just made her laugh out loud and her colleague knew that she just needed something that would make her laugh Mm -hmm. and sometimes we even forget that it's okay to laugh and have fun at work Especially when you're dealing with people and caring and exactly. you know, it's serious stuff, isn't it? Yeah, so um, you know, Kaleidoscope wrote it all up so you can find out all the other things that people thought from, <laughs> brought joy to their lives, but it was really lovely. And they came up, um, they also released a booklet,
1: Joy um, Beyond Burnout, it's called, yeah. which was done in partnership with one of the um, um, GPs, she's actually a Canadian GP, um, who helped with the event that Suzette's mentioned. Um, and I didn't make it to the event itself, but I did go to their melt what they call a melting pot lunch, which is another method. So it's you know, it's it's really not about kind of the name of something or you know what you do, it's about how you do it. And they and this is another really good example of how they they just get people around the table for 45 minutes, give people lunch, and um, it's a really random group of people, it could be from anywhere. And when I went along, it was people who were from like organizational development backgrounds, some from CCGs, some um, junior doctors. Really big mix, couple of training people, and um, all talking about joy in work. And it was hosted by um, Sam Buttimer, who's the lady who the GP from Canada. And um, so Beyond Burnout is available on their website. But also this this conversation kind of took it for me that one step further from the feedback I'd heard from Sue's, which is around you know what does joy look like, through to okay, how relevant is that in today's world? So they had no framework for it. It all went in the direction that the people around the table took it in. But because I think there were people in sort of heads of OD spaces and um, CCG in particular, obviously they're working around lots of transition plans and stuff at the moment. And it was really fascinating to see how join work is applicable to these very, very different diverse areas. And... Um, so of course it has a massive impact on staff retention or mm-hmm. staff experience. Um, yeah, the organization development people was like we were able to I was able to talk to them about just culture and its relevance and its connection to safety. Um, and of course CCG representatives were <coughs> thinking, oh, you know of course we need to kind of get to know people. We need to, getting back to collaboration, which we, <laughs> we talked about in an earlier podcast. that's looking like a far more realistic way of actually delivering services in the future because it has to span areas. It's not about organizations with their patch anymore. It's about responding to the needs of the population and working in partnership with other parts of the system in order to achieve better patient experience and stuff. So so all of that was really, really connected and it was fascinating to just have that moment yeah. of so many different people from really different parts of the system all talking about joy and work, which I reckon you know, 10 years ago, if that had been brought up during patient safety first.
3: Would that have even? <laughs> well, the it it is interesting though, because it is important to talk about it in the way that you're talking about it, that it is um, a particularly meaningful exercise. Is it, I think otherwise people might see it as cheesy yeah. or a bit kind of. I think it um, would have been
1: dismissed ten years
3: ago. Um, I think they might think uh, joy and work is a bit uh, fake that you know you, you're you coming along with some balloons and going rah, 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 you've got to be happy today. Um, it is so much more about really thinking about how you can enable an environment and a working environment that is mm. joyful. Um, so how do you encourage people to enjoy their work? You support them, you help them, you value them, you respect them, you um, give positive feedback, you think about things positively rather than re- relentless negativity and so on. So you do all of these things that enables them to enjoy their work. So it isn't, you know, this rah-rah, you've got to be happy today. Organised <laughs> fun. Exactly.
2: Yeah, like, one of the poster.
3: Yeah, and I think actually that's where
1: our, I mean, certainly my engagement point of view, um, understanding has deepened, because I think we started out perhaps in the kind of like, organised fun, let's have a, yeah. a yeah. moment of joy yeah. <laughs> and stuff. And I think really well-intentioned, and I think it did land well, and I think people needed it. But actually, over the time, we have learned the importance of that depth and that consideration and actually why it matters. Yeah. Um, and that's been a, a really fascinating journey, I think.
3: And, and linking to the joys the kind stuff and, and um, the kind 20, the hashtag yeah. kind 2018 was something that you thought about, Kat, and I think it's gone down really, really well.
1: Certainly at the beginning of the year, particularly, we found it, you know, in the depth. We, we decided to do um, Start Off 2018 with every day during January sharing a little idea for how people could just show kindness towards each other. Um, and they're really, really simple. It's literally things like asking someone, you know, do you need help with your care plan today? Do you need a cup of tea? How's the weekend, really basic stuff. And, but actually just, just to get the ideas out there for people to use when they wanted to use them and to set the tone for the year. So it was a case of like a really hard winter. It had been a hard winter for a while, <laughs> and so, you know, there's a lot of talk negativity in the media as well around pressures and, you know, you don't need us to tell you all this kind of stuff, but we just recognize that that was happening and that goes back again to as you said mentioning earlier about looking at the context for us so context didn't just it wasn't just about validating our own thoughts it was also about taking notice about what other pressures were going on yeah and that's always been part of our philosophy trying not to kind of double down on people and ask things from them but actually trying to look at their real lived experience and seeing how we can help and um Kind 2018 was part of that, really. It was just to, you know, thought, well, let's just give it a go. So every day, Dane created some really beautiful, um, really colourful, what we call gifts. They're basically like pictures. How, How to you describe, describe them? <laughs> like digital <Image>. pictures. <laughs> yeah, images. Um, that kind of incorporated <clears throat> these messages. Um, and Adam um, organised for them to send out every day in January. And we just saw what happened. And my goodness, the result, the impact was way more than I expected I thought it'd be like oh that's nice but it was like oh I'm gonna do this today and people say that they've done it and they loved it and they were just really kind of mm. kind of really really pleased to see something positive and mm. a bit of, and how we termed it was like an arm around the shoulder that's mm. what we were trying to give people and I what I noticed was that in January in particular that beginning dark part of the year yeah. <laughs> the difficult time of the year I think that was really particularly embraced and we've really done it several lovely. times across the year um but yeah, very simple. And again, something that people can do yeah. themselves. It's...
2: Yeah, and i just showing that gratitude as well, but it's often missing because you just move to the next thing without you know, just even reflecting for a minute what someone might have just done to help you. Yeah. Smiled at you or, yeah.
1: Or just gone like, thanks at the end of every <laughs> shift and that doesn't, you know, that's not the same as the world you know the deep meaningful absolutely thank you see that did a workshop yesterday and that that came up a lot that necessity to make it actually meaningful to that individual yeah stuff and that's what these little little ideas were about and um they're actually available on the website so you can download those so yeah so um I think that's kind of probably a natural space to to stop do you think do you have anything else to add around the celebration joy and We need some more biscuits. So I think Mm -hmm. it's time for us to stop this uh, um, episode. And um, I think next time, we feel like we've really covered a lot of ground um, over the last few episodes and we hope they've been easy to dip in and out of, and we've tried to keep them really succinct and short. So they're easy for you to just listen in on when you're, when you've got time to do it or when you're on your travels or whatever. Um, But I think we've covered like a lot of the really, really key turning points that we've found ourselves in sign up to safety. And I hope we've handed over some really useful insights as well. And what we want to do in the next episode is just really take stock of where we are, where we think we've got to on a broader landscape scale versus where we were in 2014. Yep. And what we think the future looks like for patient safety.
3: Brilliant. Great.
1: See you there. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. For us, Sign Up to Safety has just been one more step in the journey to understanding how to create a strong safety culture. So here's to the future and travelling further on this road together.